Kabbalah and the Psychology of the Soul, taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky. Judaism doesn't shy away from conflict. Although we live in a society that is the enemy of conflict, and society preaches follow what's natural, follow your impulses, follow what's instinctive, take the path of least resistance, follow your urges, your instincts, be natural, be cool. Judaism says just the opposite. Nature is raw potential. God created the world in a raw state. God created, he gave us wheat, but in order to take that wheat and to turn it into edible bread takes effort. So to take that potential that God gave us and to make it, change it and transform it into something useful, into something beneficial, that takes effort. So God created nature. There's nothing wrong with nature. God created nature. But nature is a raw, is a raw state of being. It's potential. Raw potential. But it's up to us to take this potential and to turn it into something. We are like diamonds in the rough. The diamond is there, but it's in the rough. To take that diamond, turn it into a polished diamond, takes tremendous, tremendous tremendous effort so in order for a person to sparkle a person has to change you have to change your nature you have to overcome your nature you have to guide you have to control your nature control your instincts, your urges, your impulses and it's only then that a person shines nature, instincts, impulses mediocrity a person who just follows every urge and every instinct Mediocrity. It's only when does a person truly sparkle? Only when you take that leather, that pure hide of the animal, and you turn it into fine leather. Then you have something that's silky, that, 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 that's precious, special. So when does a person sparkle? When does a person truly come alive? When is a true, truly serving Hashem and connecting? with your inner self, with your real self, with your genuine self, it's only when you, when you are changing your nature. When the Torah says in the Code of Jewish Law, you wake up in the morning and you should picture God standing over your bed. And you jump out of bed because the King of Kings, imagine if the President was standing right next to your bed, if the King was standing next to your bed, you'd jump out of bed, it's out of respect. Imagine the King of Kings is standing over our bed. When a Jew wakes up in the morning, you should jump out of bed because the king of kings is standing right, right, right next to you waiting for you to jump out of bed to serve him. That's what the code of Jewish law says. Every Jew is obligated to think. This is not written to tzaddikim. This is written for every Jew. Now we can know about this and we can try, try to fulfill this obligation. But let's not kid ourselves. How many of us have this vivid feeling that God is, we wake up and we want to turn over on the next, you know, turn over on our left side. 
<laughs> we're lazy to get up and to come to school in time and to put on the tefillin and, and to study Torah and come a little earlier. So for us, it's not a vivid reality. So even though intellectually we understand it, it doesn't translate. It's, it's like in a state of pregnancy. It's underdeveloped. It's immature. It's not ripe. It's not ready yet. And therefore, it doesn't compel us. It doesn't move us forward. But we know enough to know that we ought to experience it. We should feel Because the reality is, whether we feel it or not, whether we can visualize it or not, the reality is that Hashem is standing over our bed. So even though we can't really relate to it, if a physical king was there, we could relate to it. But since it's, it's something so abstract, we can't fully relate to it. But we know enough, intellectually, we know that we ought to relate to it. And perhaps it bothers us that we can't relate to it. We try to live our life as if we were able to relate to it. So that's a very sincere effort on the behalf of the Benini. The Benini is really making a sincere effort to the best of his ability and due to no fault of his own, he can't do any better. But he's trying to live accordingly. Let me live as if, as if I wouldn't have felt God standing next to me. How would I behave if, if, if I really felt God standing next to me? I would really jump out of my bed. Let me behave accordingly. Let me jump out of bed as if I feel it, even though I know I don't. Perhaps I never will. This is the challenge for most of us. Because many of us have fallen into this category. How many people are so deep, passionate, intense, volcanic? Uh, just, most people don't feel so deep. Not in, God, not in this area. When it comes to godliness, not in any area in life. We have a relationship with God. We have a marriage to God. We don't feel it. We don't feel this. We're swept, swept off our feet. We're passionate love. We're melting. Our hearts are melting with ecstasy. Melting with love. <laughs> it's not that way. So am I to go through my entire life, build my life on a reality that I can't experience and I can't feel deeply, intensely, authentically, genuinely, passionately, profoundly. Am I being authentic? Am I being genuine? Is this enough to build your life on? Dr. Rebbe says, yes, this is a great rule for the Benin. Because the reality is that relationship is there. It's inherent, it's innate, it's there. The connection is there. And therefore, even if you don't feel it experientially, it doesn't change the reality. Hashem is standing over your bed, whether you feel it or not. We have this marriage with Hashem. We are two half-souls, whether we feel it or not, aware of it or not. That truth is there. And your mind could appreciate it. Your mind could understand it. Your mind can understand that this is reality. Whether I feel it or not, it doesn't change the reality. Just because I can't visualize Hashem standing there means, it means Hashem is not standing right next to my bed when I wake up in the morning. The reality is there. The King of Kings is standing right next to me. He's looking into my heart and is eagerly awaiting me to jump out of bed to serve. So the mind appreciates that, that truth. That reality is there whether I experience it or feel it or don't feel it. And therefore, you can... You have enough to go on to base your entire life, to create a solid foundation, a cornerstone for your entire life. That I am going to lead my life based on this truth. That there is a marriage, there is a relationship. I don't feel it. I'm not swept away and I, you know, 
But the reality is there's a marriage, there's a relationship, there's a connection, and I'm going to live my life according. It's like in a marriage. When you act as if you love your spouse, even though at that moment you don't feel any love in your heart, that's the right thing to do. Because that is real. Because the truth is, you are connected. Whether you feel it or not, whether you appreciate it or not at that moment, doesn't change the reality. You're two half-souls and you're connected. So when you act accordingly, when your actions reflect that truth, that's genuine, that's authentic. Versus those who build their lives on, on emotions. Instinct, impulses, emotions. If I feel passionately, then I have to be true to myself. If I feel passionately, then I will behave accordingly. But if I don't feel madly in love and I don't feel swept by my feet, swept off my feet, and then this is not an authentic relationship, it's not a genuine relationship, and it's not for me. I'm, an, I'm a genuine person, I'm an authentic person. But that's not the Torah approach. The Torah approach to life is just the opposite. The approach to life can't be based on emotions, on instincts, on passion. It has to be based on Chabad. It has to be based on awareness and understanding. On the machshava toiva, on the good thought, on the proper thought. Whether you feel it or not, it doesn't change the reality. The reality, it is what it is. And therefore, when you do the right thing, even if you don't feel it, then it's not heartfelt. Don't think that you're, you're not being genuine, you're not being authentic, you're being superficial, you're being external, you're imposing. It's so unnatural. You want to be natural. If you feel passionate about it, you'll do it. If you don't feel passionate about it, you won't do it. It's so unnatural. On the contrary, the great rule of the Bain is to overcome your nature. Don't follow your nature. Don't follow your instincts, your passion. The great rule of the Bainini is to follow the machshava teva, the mind, the thought. That your life should be consistent, reflect reality. The reality is that there is a relationship between you and Hashem. I live my life accordingly. Whether I feel it or not, whether I'm aware of it or not, whether I appreciate it or not, whether I'm sensitive to it or not, this moment, it doesn't change the reality. The truth is we have a relationship. When you're married, even if you don't feel it at the moment, you're married. And you treat each other that way, respectfully, lovingly, whether you feel it or not. That's the authentic way. That's the genuine way. That's the refined way. That's the way that Hashem connects the thought with the action. Because then it, it, you pour your heart and soul into it. And then it's real. And it elevates you. And it refines you. And you are elevated by it. This is very revolutionary. This is counterintuitive. This is contrary to psychology 101, the pop psychology. The exact opposite, the antithesis of everything that pop psychology tells you. Follow your nature, follow your instincts, follow your passions, follow your impulses. Be authentic. Be, be genuine. And the, the Taurus is just the opposite. Don't follow your emotions. Follow the Machshav the Chabad. Follow the reality, the truth. Whether you feel it or not. Do it. Do it. Act like, act like that way. Act that way. Even if you don't feel it. Act like you're married, even if you don't feel it. Act like you love, even if you don't feel it. 
that's genuine. That's authentic. That will soar. That's what please. That's what's pleasing in Hashem's eyes. Counterintuitive, exact opposite of what. Without the Torah, we would come to the exact opposite conclusion. So this chapter is a very profound chapter, a very deep chapter, very powerful. It's telling us that a Jew should not just follow nature and instinct and. Jew should follow your machshava chabad. Have the clarity of, have the awareness, have the clarity of mind. Remember what the truth is, what the emphasis is, and live your life accordingly. Behave according in a way that's consistent with your mind, even if your heart is left out of the picture. And Hashem will connect it to and count it as if your mitzvot are done with passion, with fervor, with vitality, with love, with excitement. Because the truth is, the truth is that you do feel so deeply about it. Otherwise, why would you do it? If it goes against your nature, if it goes against your impulse, if it goes against your urge, if it goes against your instinct, why am I doing this? Only because you care so deeply. Without even realizing how deeply you care. It's not visible to the naked eye. Only Hashem appreciates, Hashem sees the inner soul of the Jew and Hashem sees how deeply a Jew cares about it. So live your life that reflects that truth deep down inside whether we're aware of it or not it doesn't change the reality. This is the Jewish way of life. The external should be a reflection of what's going on on the deepest levels inside. Feeling it that, that's, not the, that's not the beginning, middle and end of everything. That's not the criteria. It's not the definition of genuineness and authenticity. Nature, natural, instinct, urge, impulse. No, that's not the, the criteria of emesis. It has to be based on Chabad, on understanding, awareness. And that doesn't change. Once you understand, you're aware, this is the reality. Reality is you have a marriage, you have a relationship. Whether you feel it or not, it doesn't change the reality. Two half-souls, it's just the reality. Something that precedes you. Before you were even born, it was already, you were two half-souls. You just inherently connect. Period. End of, end of story. When you understand that we have a relationship with Hashem, we have a connection with Hashem, whether we feel it or we don't feel it, it doesn't change the reality. And therefore you make a decision, a firm decision in your mind. Even though you don't have the maturity to feel it in your heart. Due to no fault of your own. But you make a firm decision in your mind. I'm going to live my life accordingly. I'm going to base my life on this concept, on this theme, on this idea, on this truth, on this reality. Which my, which my mind is like a light that illuminates me and guides me to the truth. I switch the light on and I see what's real, what's not real. Even though I don't feel the fervor and I don't feel the love and I don't feel the passion, I don't feel the spirit, it doesn't change the reality. My life is going to be consistent on a daily basis. Consistently, day in, day out. This is the challenge of Torah and Mitzvah. This is the Jewish way of life. They that Tavuna fear and love are called good thought, for they are not actual fear and love in a revealed state in the heart, but only in the intelligence of the brain and the recesses of the heart, as mentioned above. Since they express themselves in the mind, they are called good thought. This then is the allusion contained in the statement, God joins the good thought to the deed. God joins the good thought, the Tavuna love and fear, to the good deed that one has actually performed, so that the deed is not separate from the thought, but instead is elevated by it. 
Thus it is also written in the Zohar and Eitz Chaim that the Hebrew word Tevuna, understanding, comprises the letters which form the words Ben and Bat, son and daughter, which in terms of human emotions represent love and fear. In terms of one's service to God, this means the normal procedure should be that the understanding derived from one's meditation should affect his emotions, arousing a love and fear within him, and these emotions should in turn express themselves in one's actual performance of the commandments. There is, however, an alternative method of affecting one's actions through the direct influence of the tevuna. The initiated shall understand, that is, the Kabbalistic references contained in the note will be more fully elucidated in the course of further study. He said the word tevuna, which means understanding, the word itself is made up of two words, ben and bas. The word tevuna has the bez, and it has the nun, ben, Tivuna also has the base and the saf, bat, son and daughter. Because he said earlier that the, the, the birth, the intellect, gives birth to emotions. Your em- emotions are based on your intellect, your understanding, your awareness. So, so the ideal is, the normal way of things is that the intellectual awareness gives birth to emotions, which in turn leads to thought, speech, and action, to speech. You think about something you're passionate about. You feel that you, you talk about things that you're excited about. That's a normal, normal procedure. First you understand, you're aware. Awareness leads to feelings, and which leads to speech. You speak about things that you're excited about. You know, you're thinking about. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about things that you care about, things that you love, things you're afraid of. That, that's what you're thinking about. But then there's also sometimes you just skip. You go straight from the awareness straight to the to the speech, without intervening um, emotions. For example, we're discussing here, a person doesn't have the capacity of emotions, a person doesn't have the ability of emotions. Not because he's a heartless person, he doesn't feel, he doesn't feel about anything deeply, he's just, he just doesn't get excited, doesn't feel passionately about, it, about anything. Even things he should be passionate about, he just doesn't have that capacity. So there are times when the intellectual awareness translates, leads straight to the speech. It leads you to speak. It leads you to do the right thing and to say the right thing even though you don't feel anything in your heart. But you know in your mind this is reality, this is the truth, this is the way I ought to feel, this is the way I ought to experience. I don't, I can. But, but this is good and therefore I'm going to base my life on this truth. Whether I feel it or not, it doesn't make it less truthful. On the contrary, it wouldn't be untruthful if I just follow my nature and my passions and my emotions and my instincts, and my urges, and my impulses, that's not truth. That's not authentic. That's superficial. It's when a Jew, when you have the awareness, and you're able to follow, you have the clarity of mind, and you're able to know that there is a truth, irrespective, independent of my feelings, of the, my moods of the day, and my feelings of this moment. The Torah is not limited to moods and feelings. When you're in a mood, do the right thing. When you're not in a mood, all bets are off. That's not the Jewish way of life. Jewish way of life is 24-7, consistent. And this is a Torah not for angels, a Torah for real, live human beings, of flesh and blood, given to us by our Creator, who knows us better than we know ourselves. Let's listen, I'm giving you a real program called the Code of Jewish Law for real people. When I tell you you have to treat each other this a certain way and you have to respect each other, this is the way it is. 
because it's based on reality, it's based on emes, it's based on truth. And your mind can appreciate it. Your mind can understand it even if your heart doesn't feel it. Your mind tells you, I ought to feel it because this is the reality and therefore I'm going to live my life based on this truth. This is the Jewish way. Mind over matter. Overcoming your nature. Overcoming your superficial nature, your instincts. And ironically and paradoxically, that is the authentic way. Because Hashem knows that this is how authentic it is. Hashem looks beneath the surface and Hashem goes beyond the naked eye and Hashem sees how genuine it is, how authentic it is. That a yid is going against his nature, against his, his emotions and against his instincts. And he's doing the right thing based on truth. Because he wants to little, leave a life of truth. This is, this is so precious. You can't imagine how precious it is and how genuine it is and how authentic it is and how consistent it is with, with your core. Only Hashem could see it and appreciate it. Only Hashem knows the infinite value of how precious it is. So the Bainini shouldn't feel bad that I'm lacking, I'm missing because I'm not like the tzaddik or I'm not like the higher level of the Bainini and I'm going through the, it seems I'm going through, I'm doing everything that's right and I'm struggling and yet I don't see the fire, I'm waiting for the fire, I'm waiting for the flame, I'm waiting for the... And I just don't, I can't experience it. Maybe really, occasionally, on a special moment, special holiday. But I can't really get in touch with it on a real level. So maybe my whole service of Hashem is not authentic and not genuine. He says, no, on the contrary. It's very genuine, it's very authentic. And Hashem makes the connection. And Hashem realizes, sees, but we don't see, we don't appreciate how the Jew cares so much. And he is pouring out his heart and soul. The fact that you're overcoming your nature, the fact that you're living your life accordingly, day in, day out, consistently, that means that, that this is so real. It's so genuine, so precious. And Hashem, when you look at it with a naked eye, you don't see. You don't see that passion, that energy. So you say to yourself, this is not real. This person is not an intensely mystic, he's not a mystic. He's not a very profound spiritual person. So it's not real. What value does his Torah mitzvot have? But Hashem, who doesn't see with the naked eye, Hashem sees the truth. Hashem sees. It's so precious. This is so authentic. This is so genuine. It's so real. This Jew is so connected. It's so refined. It's so sweet because without even realizing it, the connection is there. The Jew feels so deeply and so strongly that the fact that you're ready to pour so much effort and that you're ready to, to exert yourself and to create this awareness and the fact that you're ready to lead your whole life accordingly based on this cornerstone, this foundation shows how deep down you do care and you care so much you don't even realize it yourself. That you're ready to pour your heart, whole being, your whole heart and soul into this mood. So this mitzvah is really a reflection of what's really going on deep down inside. And therefore Hashem, who doesn't see with the naked eye, sees how much energy there is in this mitzvah. The fact that we're able to overcome our nature, the fact that it is such a struggle for us, the fact that it is so abstract to us, the fact that, it, that we really have to work so hard to be fully, become fully engaged in the Jewish way of life. Because if we felt it, if we had that vivid imagery, it wouldn't be such a struggle. If you truly felt Hashem standing over you, <laughs> it wouldn't be such a big struggle to do the right thing. If you felt Hashem is standing and looking into your heart and reading your thoughts and knows exactly where you are, if Hashem is right in front of me, of course, well, well, then there's no struggle. 
But because it is such a struggle, because it's not a vivid imagery for us, because it's so remote and remote and abstract and we can't really relate to it and we can't form that, that, that strong picture, and therefore, a compelling picture. Therefore, it's such a struggle for us. This struggle is so precious in the eyes of Hashem. This gives Hashem so much nachas. This gives Hashem so much pleasure, infinite pleasure. As we learned earlier, emes is on every level. This Baini is serving Hashem with his emes, with his genuineness, with his authenticity, with his truth. He's touching his core and essence by, by, through the struggle and by overcoming his nature and having to struggle. But, because, how is he able to do this? Because at least he has the awareness, at least he has the intellectual capacity, which everyone has, intellectual capacity, to study, to make yourself aware, to meditate, to reflect on it, and at least have the mental clarity to know that this, this is what life is. This is my theme in life. This is my goal in life, to connect with Hashem. And therefore, I will live my life accordingly. The only way to connect with Hashem is by fully engaging as a Jew every day of my life, making, incorporating the study of Torah as part of my daily life, doing a mitzvah, doing something Jewish every day of my life. And this is my theme of my life. My Jewishness is, it becomes the very core and foundation of my being. This is, what, this is what it's all about. Everything that I do is connected with my Jewishness, flows out from my Jewishness. Even though I can't experience it experientially, but at least I have the clarity of mind to know that this is the emes, this is the truth. And therefore I will live, li- lead my life accordingly. Live my life accordingly. And therefore, Hashem counts it as if your Torah mitzvot were not limp. Your Torah mitzvot were alive. As if they were filled with passion. Filled with refinement. Filled with sensitivity. Filled with spirituality, with energy. Filled with a sense of connection. Even though you don't feel it experientially, but Hashem counts it as if. And therefore the mitzvot itself soar and cause your soul to soar and refine you and elevate you and turn you into a more godly person. Our sages of blessed memory hinted at this principle stated here that the Tavuna love too has a power of elevating one's Torah and mitzvot when they said... The Holy One, blessed be He, joins a good thought to the deed. When you say, Machshava Teva, good thought, Mitzarfa, Mitzarfa literally means in Hebrew to connect, Tziruf, Ritztaref, to connect. Meaning you have an action and you have a thought, but they're disconnected. You need them to be connected. And Hashem miraculously connects the thought to the action. Kabbalah and the psychology of the soul taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky